Hello, and welcome to the Inova Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Pergolsky. And Jeff, I know you're excited. We're going to talk about a topic that's one of your favorites. <laughs> oh my goodness, can I can I guess what it's going to be? Uh, does it does it uh, start with C and rhyme with RM? Um. <laughs> We're going to talk about CRM. Is CRM selling? How about that? Wow, love it, love it. Something we don't talk about enough, Steve. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as we are talking about in this, uh, you know, we've had two quarters of negative growth. That kind of makes a recession, right? And, you know, it, yeah, I think technically that that's what it means. It, it means that. And so a lot of our clients might be looking at, OK, what can we do, you know, to sharpen our pencils or do what we need to do to, to sell more stuff and. You know, we get, we get a lot of questions on it, and it's been a while because it was either that or get into heavy code. And I figured that I, I, we'll save that for another time, and I'd have somebody else on. <laughs> You'd have somebody else on for that one, right? <laughs> nice, but but you, you know, what's interesting is that um, you know, as as we've been doing more discussions on CRM, uh, you know, one thing that I keep hearing is that you know, it's what's the difference between CRM and selling, and I, and, and I really take a step back. You know, and I guess coming from a sales background and working in a large company that had a lot of users and and seeing how the struggles of a lot of companies are. And, um, you know, a lot of it comes down to, you know, CRM isn't selling. It's a tool to help you sell more stuff. And, it, and that's kind of what I wanted to focus on is, is really on, you know, you can set it up, you can you can make it do everything you want. But at the end of the day. How is it going to help you sell more things? And I think, you know, there's so many points. I was actually, uh, when I was doing some research, I was looking at Harvard Business Review. I was looking at uh, Salesforce and a couple other, uh, uh, Gartner, to kind of see what their views on it. And the range for failure rate was between about 20% and one had as high as 91% are considered failures. <laughs> it's, I was like, whoa, you know, and... We kind of use the two thirds, right? Two thirds of of it are considered failures. You know, does that mean it doesn't go live? Not necessarily. It, you know, you can you can go live, but you know, Jeff, having more of the technical background, you know, I I kind of view CRM as it's it's its own database, right? You you you, you put things in the database, right? Then how do you use that data? Am am I off on that or? No, I think that uh, one of the biggest, um, I think, mistakes that organizations make is um, has to do with with not understanding that um, that you need a uh, um, let's say that the CRM data that you're putting in is is the maybe the Lego building blocks of what, but what do you ultimately what do you want to build with those? You know, do you want to have better insight into your customers. I, if you do want to use CRM as a tool to help you sell more, what sort of data do you need? Um, who needs to enter that data? Who owns that data? Um, is it an easy interface um, for the people who are going to have to enter it? Um, we all know as, as um, uh, myself, a recovering salesperson and yours, um, that, uh, that, that, you know, we don't like salespeople like to sell. They don't like to enter data. So where do you find a happy medium? And I'm assuming in the conversations you have with people about CRM um, implementations, you're, you know, asking all those questions up front to help them formulate their own ideas. 
Right, because a lot of it is is you know number one, you got to have a strategy. Why do you want it? What is the ultimate goal of this? And, and a lot a lot of large companies put millions in this, and smaller companies they don't put that much in it, but on a percentage of their revenue, it's 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 a big investment. And you know then you kind of get to all right. What a lot of the research has shown is different stakeholders want it for different things. But at the end of the day, what I've saw from a lot of the different uh, people that I kind of follow is that it should be a tool designed to help you increase revenue. Because what happens a lot of times is it's, it becomes a tool for inspection. And you know, if it's if people just want to, you know, they look at the activities of the sales team. They you know, a lot a lot of uh, looking at data and that's great i mean there's benefits of that but we can't lose the focus on what it's there for because especially now if the economy's slowing and and companies are either on the fence or have it and they're trying to get more out of it you know the strategy has to be okay you know that we're, we're implementing this for x and usually depending on if you're not for profit or if you're for profit depending on you know the, the model of your business if you truly design it to say hey we have salespeople and we're trusting these salespeople to drive more revenue for us. And if we can make this tool help them do their job, it's going to it's going to reap rewards. And because if you if you speak with an owner of a company or or board or whoever's the C-suite, you know, they the, the different stakeholders on that on that leadership team are looking at different ways because if I'm if 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 I'm the CEO, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, but bottom bottom line, how's this going to increase my bottom line? But if if you're in operations, you know, you, you know, sales is important, but is this how, how involved is that going to be? You know, they they might want to see it for forecasting, and these are these are things that benefit from it being built correctly. So I think a lot of it is if it's if it's a database, you need to have in that strategy, okay. We want to increase revenue, but what are the other things we want to do with it? You know, if, if we design this to help the salespeople sell more stuff and align it with the sales process, we got a chance because, you know, the, the question I always ask people, who puts the data in the CRM normally? Right. The, the salespeople do, right? Right. And I know you ran first thing in the morning, open up your CRM and put all your notes in or right after your calls, right? <laughs> typing and you know like oh yeah right away no unfortunately i uh you know i'm scrambling i'm traveling i get back to the hotel ah, i don't want to feel like doing it today and i'm up and at it on the road again the next day and all of a sudden it's like sunday night and i'm thinking about what i did the past week and trying to remember all those details to get them entered into crm because ultimately that's like valuable right that's um i mean that that helps the organization know like what I've been doing, but also like the sort of conversations I've been having with with my customers and what's important to my customers like that information is is really valuable to the overall organization. And that's the thing I think in the um, CRM implementations that I've been involved in where like trying to get the salespeople to understand that we need you to do this not because we're checking your homework and you know looking up your activities but because the relationship that you build with your customers um, is very important to us as an organization and um and so one of the sort of carrots that i think 
CRM implementations often like one of the few carrots they have to offer is, you know, can we help you become better organized? Can we, you know, better than your little your Outlook contact list or um, your Excel spreadsheet or whatever you've been using to sort of keep track of how what kind of pace you have um, interacting with your customers. So trying to give um, salespeople a tool that that helps them stay organized and ultimately, like especially if they're a commission sales team, like the more they sell, the more they benefit from it. So um, kind of a win win in that way, right? Right. And, you know, at, when I was reading the Harvard Business Review, one of the things that they 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 talked about, which I kind of talked about, too, is that that your sales team needs to understand that they drive the execution execution of the strategy every time they interact with a client or prospect. Right. So your implementation of a CRM system is not about the technology or it's not to fulfill an administrative reporting requirement, you know, and and, and how many times that they view it. But it's 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 designing it as a tool to help support them during the sales cycles and their process. And I'm like, here you go. And it's it's because you know what's that uh, old adage? If it's not in a CRM, it doesn't exist, right? It didn't happen, right? Yep. And and, and I would say some of the biggest deals. Um, we're, we're not talking Alan. We're not talking about Anovia. <laughs> we're talking <laughs> outside of Anovia, right? I'm, when other people that, have to, you know, it's some of the biggest deals are late entries in the CRM, because I, I'm telling you, it, there's so many things that can contribute to that. Maybe there wasn't a, a, a lock solid strategy. Maybe, you know, the, the, the culture wasn't good because every time you put one in an opportunity for, for a client, if it doesn't come through, the reps are just beaten on because, OK, well, how do we lose this? You know, just it's not, you know, it's not a safe environment, safe conversation in those in those meetings, because. You know, selling is emotional, period. And people buy on emotion. And, you know, it depends on your sales cycle, too. Is it a short sales cycle to get it uh, from, from hello to, to, to sign here? Or is it a long, more enterprise process to where there's so many stakeholders involved, so many different meetings, demos, you know, deep dive conversations? And, you know, by, by understanding your sales process and aligning it, and building that sales cycle inside of your CRM is it's going to help you because I, I knew a lot of I, I know a lot of salespeople now, and I, I've known them over the years that they'll work outside of, they'll work in Outlook they'll work their cell phones, and they are still putting you know they're still closing deals, and if I, and I usually say why do you do that and they're like well you know CRM takes too much time or you know every time I put it in I get I, I just my my boss always is on me more. And uh, but I it's it's really to help them sell more stuff. You really have to have that culture, I think, to where put them in. Don't get so focused on that win rate because that win rate will, I think, is, is everybody likes an 80 percent win rate. I don't know why that is. Mm -hmm. if, if, Jeff, I, I know you're a great salesman, but if you're winning 80 percent, are all the deals going in, in, in the CRM or what's going on? <laughs> most of them are. most of them are right and but it's 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 making it to where we want to put that in and guide it because if i could fire up my computer and use it and it helps me do my job better right the stage of it is oh you know i i, I i've had that discovery call now the next step is and it's aligning with with the sales process you know we we use sales gravy uh, to help you know to help us for our, our, our sales skills to really help us be better to serve our clients 
right? To, to be better leaders in, 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 in the sales side of things and, and by putting that next step in, right? Because if, if you put an activity in, do you have a next step already planned? That's more sales coaching, right? We're talking to a client, we're reviewing things with them. Oh, it's a great conversation. Goodbye. I mean, you had them right there. So planning that next step, okay, you know, learning their process. And then that, that's where the CRM can really help you is, is, is by having that conversation and putting in the next step. Okay, let's have a follow-up meeting at this date or this time. And then putting that activity in to remind you, there's huge benefit of doing that, right? You, you, can, see, you can see the benefit of that. And I and I do think um, you know when when you utilize it that that way, it it really helps you just have a better a better understanding of your process. So when you get involved with clients and 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 and, uh, and, and we implement CRM, how deep do you get with them about their aligning their sales cycle and process with 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 implementing their CRM? Okay, like tell me about your sales press. What stages do you have? What is your sales cycle like? That uh, that you know, how many steps is it to get from introduction to uh, to closing the deal? And a lot of organizations don't even have that defined. So then that's an opportunity for us to help consult with them and and help you know talk about that um, to to understand. Well, let's just start out with something. Let's let's make it you know an easy three or four step process to start with. And then as you start to understand, because obviously I would say most organizations will have different sales approaches for the different um, sort of clients that they work with or the different types of opportunities, um, whether it you know be a service that they offer or a product, um, something you sell like an excavator or a car that you're going to have opportunity, revenue opportunities for the life of that relationship is going to be different than maybe a subscription that you're selling for some sort of uh, software or service. So yeah, that uh, certainly um, it would be great if the um, if if our prospects came to us with a um a, an already defined sales process but but i think as you start having this crm conversation it leads to these other conversations and helping them get to the point where they can you know think about these things in a way that they haven't thought about before good points i you know i I think one of the one of the things that we're fortunate too is um, a lot of the data and research shows that by having a CRM admin, an administrator, you know, like we have our marketing folks, and they're involved with the sales team. And because at the end of the day, somebody has to own that, right? And 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 to kind of evolve it uh, to where uh, if if we're going to have a CRM strategy in alignment to our sales process. Um, it's it's you know things are going to come up as as you're implementing it because a lot of people try to bite off too much I think too early on you know it's it's oh let's let's get all the sales orders quotes come working out of CRM and you know I think a lot of times if if you just kind of use it for your opportunities early on and your reminders your your task your to dos uh, it, it it it's it's going to help you um, you know also I I think what Kind of gets missed too is sales management. I remember um, I, I'm I'm subscribed to the Harvard Business Review and a couple other uh, uh, data uh, sources for business and for sales, and they brought up that really only 30% of sales managers have been trained to be managers, mm-hmm. and of and I know of those 30%, it's like 
I, I forgot the number was read that five to 10% of those have been trained on how to be a CRM admin as a sales manager with their team. And so th those are scary numbers because the, the sales managers, I think it's the hardest job in any company, the frontline sales manager, because you're managing salespeople, right? You're managing salespeople, you're, you're dealing with customers, and then you're reporting up to management on, on sales. And I can't tell you how many times in, in, in my in my previous world that these sales managers would use a CRM for inspection versus for coaching opportunities. So for if you're a sales manager out there, use this for coaching, right? Because if you're truly trying to sell more stuff, which we all are, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, we're trying to increase revenue and have a good customer experience. And this can help you do both. If 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 Jeff is selling twice as much as anybody else and his notes aren't as good as everybody else or he doesn't put enough more you know a lot of activities compared to everybody else but he's closing what i say jeff twice as much as the next person yep then i think jeff should have a little leeway because he's he's selling and but we get so fixated on hey everybody has to have all these in and we do i mean it, everybody needs you know we it's helpful for forecasting for a lot of different things for resources and i get it on it but but it, a lot of times the coaching piece can be all right just putting these opportunities in and he's closing them but you might have another rep that's putting a lot more in and a lot of activities but they're not he's not even closing half of what jeff is doing so what that can be looked at a couple different ways. It could be, I could look at this, maybe that person's really putting them in maybe a little early, which is fine. I'd rather have them put in early than late because you you know, you're seeing it and you can talk about a strategy for it. But maybe that person's struggling on closing, asking for the business or, or getting the next one. So there's a coaching opportunity that the sales manager can use versus, you know, using it as a, hey, uh, you know, hey, Jeff, this guy's putting twice as much in as you are. And you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. How much you close four million dollars and they close two million. So there's, you know, th these are things that we got to be careful of because because that data, if you never had a CRM system, because I still, and it's because I've been in sales for a few decades, that you know, the whole mindset back in the day when we talk about what sales forgives all sins. And and that's kind that's gone away in a lot of places, right? Because it's Everybody's focused on the activities. Well, I'm a results kind of guy. And I think, you know, we are because if, if if Jeff is doing a closing or whoever's closing more, more business, you know, maybe their sales skills are at a different level than the person that's putting a lot in. So let's let's use that as, as a coaching opportunity. And and hey, maybe we can have somebody help put these this data in for Jeff. Right. Thoughts on that? I like people putting in data for me, so I'm all all for that. But uh, but yeah, I think you raise an important point about um, about sales management and and understanding in in terms of the you know the, the CRM discussion and and even like around implementation, who's going to use it, who's going to be um, who's going to be responsible for you know being the admin? Do they have the necessary skills to to look at the data to interpret 
it and understand the things that you just mentioned about, you know, people who have lots of opportunities, but low close rates. And um, are we, you know, talking about, does that mean that that the people who don't have as many opportunities are sandbagging, or does that mean that the the people who have a bunch but aren't closing have you know need some some training or need some help in terms of so so I think all of those things for um, are are all important in the overall conversation and you know as we start to go down all these different rabbit holes about what's important it. it um, makes it probably easy to understand how so many of these systems could fail because you could have, you know, a um, a great sales team that is energetic about implementing CRM and starts to, you know, okay, give us the logins and we'll start putting stuff in. And then you have a bad sales manager or a sales manager that just doesn't understand what's happening. And after six months, the project just fizzles because the data that's going in, um, the salespeople understand, well, no one's doing anything with this data, so why am I even entering it? It's just, you know, for the manager to check my homework or whatever. And and then, um, so, so even if everything is done right, if the data that goes in there isn't utilized to benefit both the salesperson and the company, um, then, then that's a, a possible um, reason for failure of, of as well as you know the dozens of other possibilities where you just don't have maybe the interface isn't optimized and so salespeople are really reluctant to spend any time learning the system or entering the data um so all of those things all of those things obviously matter and uh, and i think that um that finding that happy medium finding you know a a partner who will um who understands these things, who has um, people with experience on the CRM implementation side of things, understands sales process. Um, maybe they have a couple decades of sales experience um, like you do. And that, you know, like partnering up with, because a lot of, I mean, honestly, a lot of our customers are are spread really thin, especially in the small to medium size business market. People are wearing multiple hats. So you might be, um, the sales manager as well as doing something else. Do you have enough time to dedicate to implementing um, this on your own? Um, or, you know, do you need to partner with someone? And that's where I think certainly companies like um, Anovia can help when we've got the expertise to to maybe uh, carry some of that load um, for our customers as they start to, uh, you know, look at their margins and look at what the future holds for them in this, you know, in this economy that we find ourselves in now. Right, and we had, uh, I know Marlene did a great session on uh, a training session uh, back in June uh, on CRM. And what's kind of neat when speaking with Marlene, so she was a dialing for dollar person when she was younger. So mm -hmm. she did cold oh, calling. And and I think having that background, and, you know, she talked about how, you know, how remarkable it was for her, like to think of, oh gosh, if I had this system back then, like to do these reminders, when to call people back, how much of that would have been an advantage. So I think, you know, having a consultant that has that that background, it's 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 pretty neat. And you know, and if we talk about the uh, relationship management inside uh, NAV or Business Central, um, it's 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 there's some great capabilities. And what I would do is, you know, as we I'll get asked, or you might get asked, well, you know, what are some tips, or you know, what what you know, high level, what would you recommend? And and uh, I would say, you know, you crawl, crawl before you walk, walk before you run, you know, not try to bite it all off at once, 
because I think that's, a, you know, what I saw too, is that everybody gets all fired up and they want to go ahead and just, you know, do it all at once. And, you know, you're still learning this. It's, 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 it's learning to maneuver around the data and how to use it and then how to, how to, how to scrub that data a little bit, because if you can align it with the activities of the sales team, all right, let's say you have a process where after you meet a client or a prospect that there's interest in your product or service, what is your next step normally in your sales process? Well, that's how you would build that sales cycle within your CRM, right? Usually, usually the next step is a maybe a deep dive discussion with some other resources. Maybe it's a demo. Maybe it is uh, uh, you know some more discovery. But as you build that in, and then you advance that, it it really helps the salesperson kind of get aligned back with their sales process and. And one thing I do recommend to sales managers, and and I I know we did a good job. I remember when we had our when we went to the, the our our CRM changeover a few years ago to Dynamics, was that I think we narrowed down to four steps. I think we started about seven, didn't we? It was like mm. uh, you know, just, yep. and but but what we did is we had enough tenure and people that we've done it enough that you know truly where are we at in the process, and that process. You know, if, if we're in the you know in the uh, early stage, what's the next stage, right? Is it develop? Well, the develop stage could be X, and then okay, develop for some companies can maybe be a couple cycle, a couple stages in the cycle, or it could be just one, depending on how long that cycle is. So if we kind of build it to really replicate how we are selling and align that with it, it becomes a great tool. The sales reps will use it more. And as we said earlier, who puts the data in? The salespeople. Yep. And and I was on a webinar, I'm not going to say what company or whatever, but a, a marketing person, they, asked, they, they went around the room, what is the number one thing that's the most important for CRM? And it was funny because they asked this marketing lady and she said, oh, the email addresses for sure. Then they got to the operational person, you know, on it, oh, forecasting for sure. And, you know, this kind of showed again, different stakeholders view it differently, right? And there was no salesperson on that call or anybody that really has sold something. I kept thinking, this is kind of where CRM <laughs> kind of is, it's kind of important to have input from your sales team. You know, get at least get your top performers in. And, and, and you know, one of the things if you, it's hard to replicate a top performer, right? You, I call them the, you know, we call them the GFDs, right? They get stuff done. That's sort of the G version of people. They're just, they're just going to go at it. They're going to find a way. They're going to help the client solve their problems. You know, at the end of the day, is this a fit? Yay or nay? Let's go. You know, move it forward. Or, or, or you know, or some salespeople they can't get out of their own way. They just keep wanting to tell them more stuff. It's, it's really that, you know. This is those op this is an opportunity when you're building this to kind of have that and, and identify also sales training. And Jeff, we talked about before, 90% of salespeople have never read a book on sales or been to a, a, a seminar. Mm -hmm. I don't know if those numbers have changed because of YouTube and LinkedIn, right? Because there's so much free training out there, you know, on that. So that it kind of creates an opportunity in conversations I have when I'm talking to a, either a sales manager or somebody in a C-suite. Tell me about your sales training program. What do you do to keep you, you know, because we're all students, right? And in, 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 any, in any job in a company, to be that top performer, 
you're almost a student. You're, you're learning, you're adjusting. Do you think sales has changed in the last 20 to 30 years? I think the tools have changed, but I think the transfer of trust relationship is the same as it was some um, 100 years ago. You're right, you, and, and you kind of get to it. If they don't trust you, right, are they going to buy from you? No. I mean, it's just kind of some things aren't going to change that, you know, the, I, the, the top salespeople are usually people of high integrity, right? They're, they're they, and they show up early. They, you know, they, they, they take care of, they follow up, you know, and the numbers of sales, we won't get into it, but just, just following up and, 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 and going through. And that's where the CRM can really be a great tool for you to remind you, like I, when I go on my activities, I'm like, oh, I, I, I truly forgot that I told this person I was going to call them back within two weeks. I can't remember everything. So, and then I kind of went through my notes. I'm like, okay, this is a great follow-up and you follow up with it on it. But I think where sales has changed is the access to information, what you just said. You know, I think about it like when, like when I got out of school, right when the stock market dropped 25% back in 1987, <laughs> everybody, you talk about people were scared to spend money. People were scared to spend money, right? Uh, but there was, it was, luckily I was naive and stupid because I was, you know, young, didn't know any better. I just kept, you know, you kept plowing away. But back then, like in a car business or a lot of places, they had to come to the salesperson. Like, let's say you're buying a car, you had to go to the dealership to get a brochure. You want to find out incentives, you had to go to the dealership, right? Because there was no website to go look and see. So now the research has shown that about by the time, they, if they reach out to you, 70% of the sales process has been completed. Mm. And, and, and so, so the old show up and throw up, like, you know, talk about how great my product is type of thing. Well, they, they kind of, you know, the, the research also shows that I think, I forgot what the number, but it was over half that they feel that the client felt they knew more than the salesperson. You know, it's obviously we do ERP. We do ERP, it's not going to be that way, but a lot of industries, it, it is that way because they've done a lot of research on it. So how do, you, how do you pick that up? So if you haven't changed your sales model or really taken a look at it, you know, I think that needs to be taken a look at it. So when you build out your sales cycle and CRM, it's going to help you sell more stuff. So have I, have I rambled enough, Jeff? Yeah, well, I think uh, you never really ramble, Steve, but uh, um, I, I would say that as we're approaching our time limit, um, what would be, so our, our final, I'll, I'll leave you with this final um, opportunity to enlighten our listeners. Um, if if someone came to you and, and said, I think we need a, uh, I think we need a CRM system, what would be the three most important pieces of advice you would share with them? Well, the, the number one question I always ask back is, why do you think you need this? Why do you want it? Right? we got to answer that question in, in great yeah, detail it, with multiple stakeholders, right? Well, right. I, you know, a lot of people say, oh, we, we need CRM because we want to we want to sell. You know, we, just, we, we need to sell more stuff. Or, and it, I, I had an owner of a company tell me that he wanted his, his number one reason why he wanted to watch the activity of the sales team. You're the owner. I guess you have that right. Yeah, <laughs> every salesperson I know, especially the top ones, want to work for somebody that wants to watch everything they do, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've heard that, but uh. yeah. But I think if they, you know, you have to have a strategy. And the 
you know, why. And then the next question I'm going to ask you is, you know, it's about ex uh, executive sponsorship and support. So is this going to be an initiative? Is, I mean, if, if they're kind of like, yeah, we kind of want it, like, it's, you kind of want it. Okay. Do you need it? Why do you need it? What do you want it to do? Or let's get it. We need to get a little bit into to, to the why. Okay. Well, we want to sell more stuff. Great. Do you feel that your sales team is doing their selling the right way? Do you, do you have do you have lockdown sales processes? Uh, I can't tell you like sales process, <laughs> right? I mean, it depends who you're talking to. But if you're talking at a at executive leadership, you know most most of them are going to say yeah. But I just, I just want to understand. Okay, let's talk about your you know your sales cycle. Um, if they're if they're truly motivated and they're committed and they have a defined strategy. And then lastly, I'll say, are you willing to build this from the ground up, reverse engineer it to help the salespeople sell more stuff? That, that's a um, that's an important question because in some cases, the sales team might tell you, in order to sell more, like I need to have access to the inventory because I need to see what we have to sell. And right now, like maybe my ERP prevents me or I don't have license to look in. So so are you willing as a um, executive sponsor of this, are you willing to listen to what your stakeholders are telling you they need out of the system and potentially invest some money to build um, uh, some of that uh, access to data or whatever it is, you might have to put in a staffing position of someone to um, help with, uh, with data whatever it is but uh, but yeah are you willing to invest in that from the ground up that's a great question and because every you know every not every executive but everybody if i could have this to help me forecast better resource better see my whole sales pipeline you know it and it's kind of like you, not every deal is in crm and the goal is boy if we can get everybody to put everything in how beautiful that would be. I mean, is there a company that does it? Yeah, maybe if it's, it's one company, one one salesperson. <laughs> it's a one-man show, right? I don't know. But I mean, as you get more layers and a lot more salespeople, you know, then and, and then the and then also the I like to talk about. So, what's your plan? You know, have, do you have a a, a coaching pipeline plan? Because you have opportunities and you have pipeline, and, and depending on the size of your company, your sales force. You know, and I'll get a lot of looks like, what do you mean that what's the difference between opportunities and pipeline, right? Well, opportunities are what you're working on, right? These are the opportunities that we have, which we build out our sales cycle so we can do it. But the pipeline, you, you know, and if you listen to Jeb Bluff from Sales Gravy, the pipe is life, right? And do you, do you, can you can this help you hunt for more business? Not many people want to dial for dollars. Not many people want to go get and, and try to prospect for, for new for new business. But if you know if if you can, if you have those hunters that can go out and prospect for it, you, you get more deals in the pipeline. So I, I always try to say, look, if depending on the size of your company and the, what you sell, product, service, or how big, and you know, if if you if if it depends on how what is the most important meeting. Because if 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 you're in a company that you're 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 got a current customer base. And you're taking care of them, and that's your strategy. Well, you know those are more farmers, right? Those are more people that are taking care of their clients, not hunting for new business. 
They're looking for opportunities within the clients they have. But if you need to add more business, which is the majority of companies, right? That's a separate pipeline discussion that I want you that you need to have with your salespeople. And a lot of sales managers aren't trained that way. So I just try to plant those seeds sometimes when I'm talking with folks to say, you know, hey, this if you truly want to increase revenue, we need to have a mindset of both, right? The opportunities that we currently have within our current clients, but also not lose uh, you know, the 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 view of we need to get new clients also. Because especially right now, if our current client base is being pressured because of raw materials going up or people spending less money, you know, your pipeline can shrink relatively quickly. So it's very important to have those conversations on how we can help you, you know, utilize uh, relationship management to to get more deals in your pipeline. Wow. Well, that's a lot to chew on. There, it is, Steve. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I need more uh, that's coffee. like, that's, 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 and I love, I love how passionate you are about serum or however you pronounce it. So, um, yeah. yeah. So any, any, uh, any parting thoughts before we wrap this up? I think, uh, this was uh, in terms of uh, what about uh, you know what about action items what what uh, what can people do that are interested in uh, that, are, that that hear this and think about in the context of yeah like let's uh, I think we should start looking at this um, what do you think do we have any uh, training opportunities when is Marlene presenting again um, or should they just call you up and you'll help mastermind this whole thing. Well, I do think if you're a Novia client and you're running Business Central or NAV and you're interested in uh, relationship management, reach out to your account manager, your customer engagement specialist, have a conversation. Um, if you want to have a, a conversation, obviously, with, with, with you or I, just reach out to us directly. We're more than happy to, to have those calls. Uh, if, if, if you're a listener and you're not running any system, but you're, if you're running CRM, uh, yeah, I mean, we're more than happy to have a, a discussion with you or point you to some some uh, good resources uh, to 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 help you in your journey because I you know I think uh, um, it's I, I was I was told that everything in life's a commission right you do something you know you you get something back it's kind of a commission and I think if you look at uh, it's at selling you know if 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 you're truly a fit with somebody and you have a sales cycle that's that's pretty well defined and you have planned next steps, great things are going to happen. So Jeff, I, I do have a question for you though. Did we, right. did we, did we get a winner for the backpack on their last uh, podcast a while back? Did... We did not. We did not. All right. So what we're going to do is we offered on our last podcast with was to send uh, Jeff an email um, to win a, a Novia backpack. So uh, for any of those that are listening, you can send an email to Jeff or I. Uh, my email address is swaltz, W-A-L-T-Z, at anovia.com. And put on there CRM Rocks, and you'll be a winner of a Anovia backpack. They're really nice backpacks. So, Jeff, it's a shame that no one uh, got back with you on that. Uh, maybe you get all the people from the customer conference and they had one, right? <laughs> that must have been it. Let's go with that. That must have been with that, so. Yeah, or it got like routed to spam and and lost in the ether. But uh, yeah, please uh, please reach out and uh, and 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 grab that backpack if you don't have one. They, as Steve said, they are really nice. They are nice, and and so this will be my last CRM podcast for a year. Jeff, kind of, I think I 
I haven't I haven't done one for a year, Jeff. So it's yeah, it's true. I mean, we we needed we needed one, Steve. <laughs> we needed one. All right. SMS, sell more stuff. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, guys. Well, that I think that wraps up our podcast. We appreciate you listening. We can follow us on LinkedIn. Um, you can also, if you have uh, uh, any questions about uh, Anovia, Anovia. Um, uh, dot com, our website, a lot of the resources out here uh, on there for uh, uh, not just for what we talked about. All our podcasts are on there, but a lot of our webinars and upcoming training sessions. So, Jeff, this podcast is over.